welcome to the nicest episode of the two-man wolfpack pod thus far i'm sure if you saw what number you were listening to you know why it is the nicest episode yet <laughs> episode 69 i had to say it <laughs> but welcome back we're back on a regular schedule it appears back-to-back weeks isn't that right anderson that's right. That's right. I mean, we were really excited for this one. It is a special episode, so you yeah. had to do it. And a lot's gone down in the past week since we've recorded as well. So, like, we've got topics, which this time of year, and you know, it can kind of be few and far between, but we've got some good stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to jump right into it. First, let's talk about this just big ordeal that is going on in college football right now between Texas and Oklahoma. Two of the biggest brands in college football, obviously the Red River rivalry, those two, um, just all of a sudden saying, well, not all of a sudden, but uh, it was a surprise to everybody how spur of the moment, they said, we want out of the Big 12. And today, uh, which is Monday, July 26th, they officially informed the conference, we are donezo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I, you say you weren't surprised. I was a little surprised, uh, especially with Texas, <laughs> with how, um, you know, how they think and do themselves. When the, if they go to the SEC, they are a middle-of-the-pack football program within that, within that entire conference. Doesn't really – I mean, they're not stacking up to Georgia, uh, Alabama, definitely, LSU the past couple of years. Just so many deep and good teams. It's, they have a better chance to win in the big 12. So it, it's curious to me that they want to jump ship. I get the revenue sharing and all that, but Texas has never had a problem with money either. They have their own network through ESPN. So it, it's just curious that why now is the time to do it. Maybe it's just with the NIL stuff. that's really pushed them over the edge. But from what I was reading today, ESPN and uh, Oklahoma and Texas have kind of you know, silently put this all together. And ESPN was actually a big pusher for this. So it's just kind of interesting seeing all these outside forces working and colluding in a way. And I feel bad for, bad for the Big 12 because everyone's scrambling now. SEC has the ACC and the Big 10 scrambling to find more teams to add. It seems like, you know, how 32 is the magic number for pro leagues to get to. Now it's going to be 16. It's been 14 for most conferences. Now it's 16. The Big, big 12 is going the way – of the Big East, it's done. Then all the teams are trying to find a place to go. It's like this Titanic is sinking and teams are trying to find a lifeboat and these conferences are swarming in and only four or five schools discounting Oklahoma and Texas are going to get saved. You know, ACC already has Notre Dame waiting in the wings to, you know, jump on with football because we all know it's eventually going to happen. And there's only going to be one more spot for the ACC. And with the, uh, I guess, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, those are, those are going to be some really valuable slots. I'm not going to be surprised to see Oklahoma State jump to the Pac-12 or the Big, or the Big Ten. It, it's going to be interesting where these schools go. But it, it's kind of sad in a way to see the Big 12 fall like this. You know, I, I still miss the Big East. But College sports are changing, and it seems like the survival of the fittest is going to prevail, and it looks like the ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, it's it's not Power Five anymore. It's Power Four, and that's the way it's going to be for, I think, a long, long time. So, uh, so yeah, you mentioned that, um, that I wasn't – I said I wasn't too surprised by it, which I'm not. 
but this is specifically Texas. Um, and you mentioned the mindset that Texas had as they, how they still think they're Texas of old and all that, which is why I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> they still think they can, which, you know, they always say Texas is back. Texas is back. There, there is a better opportunity for Texas to be back in the SEC than in the Big 12. And that is because the SEC's recruiting, academic recruiting uh, standards are more lenient than any other conference which is why you see the best athletes in the world that may not be able to get into schools and the other power five conferences that go and play in the SEC. Um, and I think Texas, money's never been an issue for Texas. You mentioned that with the network, that, they, that is the least of their worries. Um, will they succeed? It, you know, the first few years, again, for, well, it's going to happen, but just, just to say this, just because the SEC still could uh, technically deny their applications that's not going to happen, but, you know, anyway, whenever they are to get into the SEC, um, yeah, they'll take their lumps for the first few years, but I think after that, uh, I do think, I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying the potential for the Texas's back is better in the SEC than the Big 12. Um, for Oklahoma, I'm more surprised by them. I think it's more of a, we need to follow Texas because, you know, Red River rivalry, we don't want them to get that big advantage over us. Um, but, I mean, part of me, if I was an Oklahoma fan, part of me is like, Texas leaves, screw it, let's stay in the Big 12 because now we run this bitch. So, yeah. Which they did. I, I, they already run it, though. So, that's the thing. They already run it. So, but now, like, now it's really – well, Iowa State's on the rise, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Iowa yeah. State, I assume, will go to the Big 10. Um, now, how does this affect the ACC? Um, people are going to try to come and go. Uh, that's been some talks also as well. It's like, will the, will the SEC drop any schools if this were to happen? But for the ACC, um, I really want West Virginia. I think they would fit in great in the ACC. Um, what you said about Notre Dame, I do not think Notre Dame will join in football. I don't, mm. think, I don't think Notre Dame will ever join a conference in football. I think that is the one thing that they are going to stay set, set in stone with. I don't, I don't see that happening. It, it's adapt or die, though, and I think their hands are going to be forced at some point, you know? But, I mean, people – Teams pay them to play Notre Dame. Like, yeah, eh, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, it's 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 interesting, but you know, Notre Dame because of not being in a conference has kind of fallen off talent wise. You could argue too. So they were, they, they were in the playoff last year. Yeah, but <laughs> just they're not. They're still not anywhere. And when they've made the national championship game, they have it. They've made it due to a weaker schedule. I would argue they would not have been there because they would have had to go through a conference championship that I think they would have fallen off at, you know, the Manti Teo year where they made the national championship got walloped by Alabama uh, a year ago, got walloped by Clemson or whoever, who they play. Uh, who did, who did they Bama? Play? Was it Bama? I think it was. I can't Might've been Bama, but it wasn't even close. And I don't know. I, I just think they they're losing, they're missing out on not joining the ACC. I think it's stupid that we haven't, the ACC has not made them join a conference as well. That it's last year was COVID year was great, and I think COVID has given you know just the circumstances of last last year have given a push for Notre Dame to join the ACC. So at least that's good. What I'd rather see more than Notre Dame even join the conference, I think we need to get Boston College out. <laughs> I just think they hurt the conference overall, and there's just no point for them to even be 
Why did we even add them in the first place? I wasn't old enough. Because it makes the ACC's academic numbers look stellar. Well, um, academics don't matter anymore in college uh, college football, Bobby. Exactly. Um, and so that's the thing. You know, uh, there was some – I was listening to a sports talk show today about will the SEC – because, you know, so, okay, let's say the SEC lets them in, and which, which it will. Whenever they start playing in the conference, let's, let's just say 2023. Okay, whenever that may be. Um, will you kick some teams out? Because think about it. At this point in the SEC, whenever you have those two schools, do you need the – you look at the schools who contribute least to your conference. For the SEC, that would be Vanderbilt and South Carolina. So – Yeah, but Vanderbilt does – contributes a lot in baseball. You got to remember that. I mean, you can say the same thing with South Carolina, but in the money, in your money-making sports, especially with the NIL stuff now, what are those two schools going to contribute to you? Not that much. Nothing. And so let's just say for conversation's sake, it, the ACC were to add a couple teams, and you have to look at this. Who, who, do, who do you get out? I say – I would say Boston College and Pitt. Pitt, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, West, Wake Forest – is good at a lot of stuff that aren't money makers, but they're a historic, they're a founding member too. So exactly, that's tough. Uh, South Carolina, that's tough. South Carolina. I don't know if they're a founding member, but they were in the SEC. They have been in the SEC for a long time. The South Carolina was in the ACC. They're a founding member of the ACC. Yes, I knew that. And yeah. then the SEC is a younger conference than the ACC, correct? I think they absorbed South Carolina. I don't think they were. I'm not sure. If, I don't think they were a founding member, but maybe they were. Nothing a Google search won't find. I think Georgia Tech was even in the SEC, or, so, or we stole them. I can't remember. Something happened. Yeah. I but uh, there was some talk about Maryland wanting to come back in the ACC, which is stupid. I would take opinion. it. Honestly. You would take them? If we could get Boston College out, I'd take Maryland. That would make it more fun. Yeah, it you would. Have, it would. But Just, somebody every year would host West Virginia – or have to go to West Virginia and Maryland and have to deal with two of the most obnoxious fan bases on the planet. That is, that is true. <laughs> um, but, you know, West Virginia would be a good fit. But, you know, we're, if we're talking about academic issues, then West Virginia is academically probably one of the worst schools that we theoretically could add. So the whole accreditation thing that's been going around, I think we're just at the point where – ACC commissioner, the higher-ups just really don't care anymore, and it's all about money. I, I really don't know anything much at all about West Virginia's academic standing other than they're a big party school. Um, yeah, their academic standing is, is bad. You, you're, <laughs> hang on, let me pull up that acceptance rate real quick. Um, I hate if there's West Virginia fans listening to this because I'm not bashing your school, but it is <laughs> – I might be bashing a little bit. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, South Carolina – South Carolina left the ACC in 1971, and I did not know this, were an independent until 1983. Wow. And the Metro Conference, um, which that didn't last. This is not nearly as long as I thought, but uh, South Carolina has only been in the SEC since 1991. Wow. still 30 years now, but – 84.3%, by the way, for West Virginia acceptance rate. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little rough. A little hey, rough. folks, there you go. If you need a backup backup school, safety school, whoever's listening to this, 
any high school students, there's your safety. Hey, I promise you will have the time of your life up in Morgantown. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's the conference breakdown stuff. We don't know what's going to happen um, after, you know, something's going to happen. We just don't know what. Um, a lot of mix-ups going to come, and the conferences, as we know them now, are definitely going to be different uh, in the future. So that It's all up- hypothetical, too. You know, that's why it's fun to talk about, because we really don't know anything other than Texas and OU, they're gone. And now schools are scrambling. I would like to see the Pac-12 expand, us take on West Virginia and Notre Dame join us. So that's a perfect scenario for us. And this is probably the last thing we need to hit on before we like move on from conference talk. But what is the point when, when the conference is so big, do you see a point in having divisions? No. In football. I don't. I think I think it's unfair to for us to play Duke like once in eight years. That's ridiculous. That it get rid of divisions, have a rotating schedule, have a at least like one or two protected games where you're having those every year, and then rotate rotate everything. Yep, rotate everything through. So, that is, it's not hard. Along with that, when people talk about the SEC powerhouse and the, all the history and stuff, I heard this today. Alabama and Florida play this year. This is the first time they've played in ten years. Wow. That's that's pretty ridiculous. That that is a thousand percent ridiculous. You should um, have one team that you play every year and then ha- have a rotating game. Like honestly, does Carolina and Duke even need to play every year? Like do you, would those schools really hate like hate on missing out on that game that much? Because it seems like it's a Thursday night game in early October every single year where you kind of just flip it on. And it's yeah. from what the Liberty Bell or the what is it? What do they play for? Whatever it's because some bell. Um, yeah, some bell. I mean, yeah, I mean, the two games for Carolina that they should play, the two assigned games for all the triangle schools should be the other two triangle schools, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And right. I think our other protected game should be Wake, and we play, you know, Duke every, every rotating year. And then maybe I guess you miss out on twice. It's occasionally just because of the mix-up of the schools, but – have two protected games. Uh, who would Clemson have to play every year? Uh, Florida State. And us, probably. The Textile Bowl? I don't know. I, I feel like we'd get Wake before we'd get Clemson. I mean, who who would Clemson's other one be? Like Florida State and – I feel like we're missing somebody because, you know, Florida State's getting Miami every year. Florida, yeah. Florida State would be, would be Miami and Clemson. But here's the thing, Bobby. Like, we didn't play Clemson last year, and they tried to protect his – the rivalry games as best they could, and we didn't get Clemson. So I feel like in the ACC's eyes, that game is just not that important. Right. Again, that was in a shortened season when – I don't know. It's, it's the hypotheticals. Um, I'm thinking about it from a Clemson point of view because the two games that are always the in the conference that are the most competitive and have the most history for them is Florida State and NC State. Yeah. Probably, probably. I feel like we're missing one. We just don't have the list out though. Okay, but it's not Boston College. It's no, not it's not. It's not Duke. But I don't know. You know, Carolina. You could argue that Virginia would be one of their protected games because it's what the South's oldest rivalry. Yeah. So then Carolina, State and Carolina is definitely locked for football. Yeah. That 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 one's locked. Um. So then you know, I, Carol, the ACC has to make a decision. Do you want to? You want to go with Virginia? Or do you want to? It's, uh, it's got to be us and Wake, isn't State Wake Forest the uh, longest continuously played football game now after COVID? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it has <laughs> after Michigan Ohio State. 
Well, and thinking about it from a Wake point of view, the state games their 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 primary their big game of the year. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, that's why I think it's us and Wake, and you know, divisions probably still aren't going away. The ACC will find that Ugh. find a way to keep that around just to protect Clemson, and you know it's true. I know. Let's see that again. Last thing before we head out off the uh, before we get off this topic. If West Virginia were to come in, you got to put them in the coastal. <laughs> watch, watch them get put in. Well, I think Notre Dame would go to the coastal, though. That's the thing. If they joined, well, but here, like, here's the thing, too, Bobby. If Notre, okay, what it is, who would have an uneven amount of teams? It's whoever West point, Virginia joins. If one or two teams join, one, it'd be whoever they join, right? Because right. we have an even amount right now. Yes. Okay, so honestly, I would rather West Virginia join the Atlantic because when Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame's going to come in, they're going to join the Coastal. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Yeah, so that's why I would be – I would be, and I think West Virginia would fit in better with the Atlantic anyway. The Atlantic is so – well, I can't say this. Yes, I can. I still think the Atlantic's a lot better than the Coastal. Um, it is a, that's not even up for debate. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Hey, Clemson, now it's still better. Two years ago, it was not even a contest. Now, just because some of the Atlantic teams aren't as good as they were a couple years ago is why I'm saying that. It's us and and Clemson this year, uh, talent-wise. It's, I think, Clemson, NC State, top dogs, and then it's going to be a big middle of the pack, and then Syracuse is just a big puddle of suck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think – I don't know. We'll have to – We'll, we'll save that for the football preview. Yeah. I and mean, we'll have a much clearer picture of the future probably in a, in a month or so. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot to talk about, a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, second topic. Anderson honestly forgot the order of operations. What, 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 what are we going with? In the Why don't we move on? Why don't we just do a quick little shout-out to Giannis and the Bucks? Ah, there we go. We'll go with the NBA. Um, I'm sure many of you saw because it was on every network ever. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks won an NBA championship for the first time. It was in 50 years in 19, it was 71, 71? Two, wasn't okay. Uh, early seventies. Um, so congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, from a state fan, from a state fans point of view, guys, you know, if the Milwaukee Bucks can win a title, you know, we can too. Hope we won't have to wait 50 years, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a positive thing. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good thing to see the Bucks win. It's a, it, there's more parody in the NBA now than ever. Maybe that'll get viewers back. It's, they still got to do a lot more, I think, to get me more invested. Maybe if Giannis can just turn into more of the face of the NBA, I'll be more interested. It's nothing really political. I just think the games are boring. We can talk about, I mean, just look at the Olympic basketball. We're going to talk about that later. But the game has gotten incredibly soft, and we were getting abused internationally. And I think a lot of that stems from how the NBA games are played. It's, it's just boring. It's not physical. Nobody hates each other anymore. And you can look at the ratings right now. It, it's not good. Not good. I think uh, the, mat, the, biggest, the biggest game from this finals averaged or got up to 12.5 million viewers. Uh, that's really, really down when you look at Raptors Warriors, which highest game got 18 million, and then 2016, 2015, those games were in the 20 million. So the NBA viewing percentage, when looking at their highest rated games, 
it's dropped in by 50 over 50 percent so you know something needs to change <laughs> yeah um we talked about this on the last episode about how some players didn't respect Giannis's game and all that stuff didn't like his play style um yeah. and, I, and I said that that could potentially be something that could turn Giannis into the the bad guy of the NBA or whatever well, his comments after they won the fi- after they won the finals were fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Um, he took a shot at everybody who has left uh, to create these super teams as we know them now and try to win a title. Um, yep. And he was talking about, you know, I stayed here, I did it myself, uh, which is how it's supposed to be done. I love it. It was an obvious shot at multiple multiple players over the past few years in the NBA. Um, absolutely loved it. LeBron and KD mainly. Uh, and DeMarcus Cousins can be in there, too. Yeah, him, too, him, too. It's just – I think Giannis's physicality and the way he plays the game is really, really good for basketball. Players on the Suns were complaining about how physical he was, and <laughs> you just look end up looking like a pussy, in my opinion. Well, that's coming back to bite him in international basketball. Yep. It's, it's – it's, it's a mess, and there's a lot that needs to go into fixing it. And basketball needs to the the culture within basketball has to has to change in a way where it's more of those that hard nosed '90s style basketball. You know, it, it, fights in the NBA used to be as common as like in baseball, we're bench clearing brawls. You know, in the '70s, '80s, '90s, something happened where maybe basketball just became such a me 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 sport over the course of our lifetimes, but it's just not as entertaining to watch anymore. And, you know, look, look at baseball, it's coming back up and basketball's or the NBA is going down. It's, it's just, it, you can tell in the ratings, just look at them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going downhill. Um, it's the basketball's changing. It's not as fun as it was. So guard heavy, so selfish play style. Um, so yeah, I mean, congratulations to Giannis. Uh, still, you know, He's definitely my favorite player in the NBA. I'm still not a big NBA guy, but uh, he's definitely my favorite player in the NBA. Yep. Um, moving on to some big state news, probably the biggest state news this week. Uh, the reveal, surprise reveal, of the helmets that are going to be worn week one against USF. The brick pattern slobbering wolf. Oh, my goodness. Anderson. First, just a simple rating, no explanation. Scale from one to ten. Eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah. I know you're going to be surprised by that. You know that's my favorite logo. I'm going to go nine. I like the nine. Um. So okay, now we'll get into the reasoning. For me, I like these alternate helmets to have something going on, have something to do with the school, not just be like a black helmet or a chrome helmet, whatever. I love the fact that it's the brick has something to do with the school. Um, those are that, that is painted on, by the way. That's not a decal. Um, and then the slobbering wolf on there, fantastic. We've been talking about everybody's been wanting that. Um, there's enough going on, and it's simple enough. I love it. Uh, I think it's great. It's a fantastic design, and I have. I, I, it's my favorite helmet we've had since the 2017 Chrome helmets. I love the bricks. I love the logo. It's my favorite. I love everything about the helmet, but there's just something I would fix one thing about it and it'd be a 10 for me. And I just think that the, the slobbering wolf is a little too small. That's why I gave it a nine. 
Yeah, it's too yep. – and I, I knocked it down for two points because I think the bricks work, but I only think it works if you enlarge the logo kind of like the Block S is in the brickyard on campus. But right. you got to enlarge the Snarling Wolf. Like, if that was, like, how the toughies are on our normal helmets, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I'm still <laughs> yeah. going to want to try and order and steal that helmet type. <laughs> type <laughs> actually, not steal, not steal. I'm not going to put that on the, the podcast airways. I would love to obtain that helmet, a helmet through legal methods – uh but you know i would love to see that that helmet still sitting above my mantle in my living room but still a great design i I think elliot avent deserves a lot of credit he's the kind of the guy that's brought the slobbering wolf back into uh, nc state athletics yeah uh if you guys didn't know baseball team this year a lot of their uh team issue gear warm-up stuff had the had the slobbering wolf on it um so that's really cool i assume football football gear will be like that this year um We'll really find out in a couple of weeks. Fall camp starts, so we'll see all the pictures and all that stuff. Um, yes, we will. So I think it's awesome. Um, country and his staff, great job. Uh, I think, yeah, I agree. That I think in, in terms of alternate helmets, this is top three, and we've had a lot. Um, I'm still going with the diamond throwback. That's my favorite, and they did a great job with that because – classic they did a fantastic job with that entire uniform um i i want to see this one in person because that black how the black the matte black with the chrome that is that's really tough to beat especially yeah, i got that person. i got that helmet in, in my house and it is a it is a great one and you know shout out to you know shout out to all our friends over in the equipment room they've done a great job uh I, I didn't see this one coming. I really didn't think we were going to incorporate the Slobbering Wolf. That was really a surprise to me. I'm really curious to see if there's a jersey that comes along with it, too. There's got to be. Uh, probably. Probably. I, usually they release everything at the same time, but see, maybe there's there's a special thing coming with it. I don't know. I mean, either way, if, if there is, if there is, I don't know. Uh, I think it'd be – I think it'd look good with the regular stuff. Um, but just ju- judging on how we've done alternate – uniforms in years past it's always from head to toe helmet jersey and pants is all different yeah yeah and and uh hope, I'm, I'm, i really want to see the red 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 combo i would love that needs to come back Doran, i know Doran has some quips with uh, he's superstitious or something about wearing all red for some reason yeah he is uh, what's what was the game that we wore all red and he was that made him never want to do it again Clemson, his first year. That was the last yeah. time State wore all red until uh, 2019 against Carolina, which that didn't end well. Um, so, yeah, all red has only been worn twice in Doran's tenure. Wow. So, uh, I don't know. I'd love to see it again. I would absolutely love to see it again. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Helmet, helmet's great. Uh, 9 out of 10 for me. I agree if the logo's a little bigger, it'd be it'd – be, uh, It'd be a great score from the German judge. Um, NIL, NIL thing again here, as I'm sure many of you saw, uh, Bojangles has announced that they have partnered with some athletes. The first two big ones, DJ Uigalele, quarterback at Clemson, and Sam Howell. But literally right before we started recording this episode, Bojangles announced that they had signed an athlete, and that is NC State point guard Cam Hayes. Love it. I'm, I'm big, still some. 
I'm surprised they're not sticking with the quarterbacks and going with Leary. Leary has more of a draw to his name more than Cam Hayes does. Yeah. So I texted you when this happened when when it when it when it, when it was announced that Ugalele and Howell had signed, and I said effective immediately. Absolutely no Bojangles is allowed at my tailgate. That's it's a little extreme, Bobby. No, it's not. It's a, I, I'm more of a sub guy when I go to Carter Finley, though. I will say I'm more of a sub guy. I like Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's and more than Gates. Bojangles. Yeah, I, I'm a sub guy. I'm a big sub guy. And it, we need to normalize subs being at tailgates. Oh, okay. That's odd. It's uh, not odd. It, <laughs> sub, subs are a tailgate food, and people need to understand this. That'll be a It's a problem. It's, it's, it's a problem. I don't think uh, subs are tailgate food. But Why not? Because when I think tailgates, I do not think subs. Okay. That's just your prejudices, though. Like, my listen, I've seen the light, Bobby. Just how I was literally the only person I know that thinks subs are tailgate food. No, just like with pineapples on pizza, I have seen, I've been, you know, I've hit Nirvana. I understand food better than 99% of people. So (laughs) try it, bring a a sub to your tailgate and you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not saying it wouldn't be good. Subs are good. Tailgates are good. Like it'd be good, but it's not like, it's just not a tailgate food. It's just not. Do it once, you won't stop. That's all I have to say. No, I'm pretty sure I would. Uh, <laughs> just for you, like, I, just for you, I will bring a sub to a tailgate this year. Let's go. And Let's I can go. guarantee listen, that'll be the last time I do it. Listen, the biggest thing about a tailgate food is, you know, spillability. It needs to fit in your hand. It needs to be a handheld item. Bojangles, you're, you're at least going for the dirty rice and mac and cheese. You, you, you don't want to have to use a fork or anything. You want to be able to eat chicken off the bone uh barbecue sandwiches perfectly acceptable a sub is perfect bobby it's, it's a one hand type food perfect stability if it's made right and, and you can just wolf it down it's perfect it, it pairs nicely with a night with a light beer did you just say that you don't want utensils at tailgate food with no tailgate? i don't oh my goodness dude no i don't this is this is something people need to understand you it's the spill factor is huge so you you are just speaking volumes to everybody who listens to the show that your tailgates are just so much different than everybody else's my tailgates aren't different this is how i tell this is not how my family tailgates i bring my own food that is even weirder it's not weird you bring your own food to a tailgate yeah sometimes that's strange not every time i enjoy bojangles i enjoy you know pulled pork and all that stuff but uh, subs are the best tailgate food, in my opinion. So you'll show up to a to a to a tailgate that's having burgers, barbecue, fried chicken, whatever it is. Absolutely, with I'll Jimmy go six inch sub, hand. eat that down, and then pick at everything else. That is strange. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, back to my point. I said effective immediately. No bojangles at my tailgates, but would it be acceptable? to have Bojangles at tailgates now that they have signed an NC State athlete. You can eat it in the PNC parking lot, but once you cross into Carter-Finley, you got to throw it away. I was going to say only during basketball season. Interesting. So for Kane's games, you'll be okay? Yeah, that's acceptable. That's acceptable. 
I, I would be surprised if Devin Leary doesn't get something with Bojangles. If he does, and that takes it all away. Yeah. And it, listen, and, and Peyton Wilson, honestly, should be reaching out to them. They need a linebacker. They need that defensive guy. They need a hard-nosed football guy. That's the most marketable guy, kind of guy you can have. We could sign the backup punter. I don't care who it is. If, we, if, if they sign a state football player – then I'm then Bojangles is back in the rotation. <laughs> How are you? So what's your what's your go-to food now that Bojangles is out of picture for tailgates? Uh, well, we'd are, we'd actually plan to you know do a lot of stuff ourselves this year since we've been having yeah. run them on. Well, I've been running them on tailgates, but you know really since we're season ticket holders now, um, so we're gonna t- like have a different thing every week. You know, so we'll see. Where's your parking pass? Uh, we are in the arena lots. Ooh, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Nope. For first wait, that, oh, shit. Oh, they, wait, that's across the road, isn't it? That's um, that's Dorton. Is I that the Dorton Arena? Oh boy, <laughs> that's a little bit of a hike, but that's not bad because you got a lot of space. It's a hike, dude. They're right beside each other. <laughs> I mean, it's a hike compared to like other spots, like you know, near the stadium. Compared to where my student spot was, we're closer. Didn't the students park a lot by the Dorton Arena? No, I'm by PNC. Oh, okay. I thought you said Dorton Arena. Okay. No. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, okay. That's that's why I was wondering. I was like, that is, yeah, no, PNC, that's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, especially for first year season ticket holders to get a parking pass in, in, in the arena lot, I'm fine with that. I was looking the other day. I saw t- Clemson tickets were already a hundred dollars. Well, I've already got mine, so yeah, I'm not worried about that game. But um, it's it's going to be a really fun year. I haven't been this excited for football season since twenty, maybe since we were managers. That's what I'd say. I'm excited, which means part of me is not excited. I'm just going to enjoy it. Like you know, <laughs> I know it's going to we're going to be on the show. I'm sure in three months, crying about how he lost to Clemson by six points, but I'm, I'm excited. Get excited while you can. It's, it's, it's the happiest you'll be is before the season starts. That's what Cowboys fans always say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got Super Bowl aspirations. <laughs> I still feel dead from baseball. Anyway, <laughs> that's not important. Um, yeah. I want to, I legitimately want to hear all state fans opinions on this Bojangles thing. Will you be having Bojangles at your tailgates? Um, we can put up a poll. We haven't done a poll in a while. Yeah, we're, we're going to put up a couple polls. Um, the other one being our subs tailgate food. Oh, subs are most definitely tailgate food, though. No, they're not. Oh. Anyway, uh, anyway. Listen now. <laughs> on to the usual topics. On to the usual topics. Um, locks. Anderson got his right. He predicted the Bucks to win the finals. Uh, mine is still up in the air, ongoing. I predicted the U.S would win the medal count at the Olympics. To be completely honest with you, I don't know what the current count is. Um, but, I mean, I've still got some time. Anyway, um, so, Anderson, go ahead and uh, give you give your lock. Oh, man. Um, I like – okay, so I don't know if you – I think you can bet on this, but I had, a, I had a, I have a strong feeling. The, the Braves are playing the Mets five games in a row. They took game one today. I like them taking the series. Uh, that I got, I got them winning three out of the five games. Just mark that down as my lock. Okay, okay. So, update on these standings. 
Um, the, the U.S. is currently in second in the medal count behind uh, one of the worst countries you could be behind. Um, China is in the lead with 18. Uh, the United States is in second with 15. Japan is in third with 13. Mm. So I'm in, I'm in good shape right now. We still got You are in good shape. It usually start, U.S. usually starts slow. Uh, the U.S. women's soccer team and the basketball team aren't doing you any favors, so. Huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure U.S. softball won gold today, if I'm not mistaken. Good for them. So it's already out. The tournament's already over. Yeah, some of them are like super, super quick. It's wow, um, that's nuts. Something cool that I saw was that uh, a girl for the for the United States won gold in fencing for the first time in history that's pretty cool congrats to her um my lock of the week um it's gonna be baseball because that's pretty much all we have you know uh that's a good thing that is a good thing Mm -hmm. Um, dog days of summer yeah i am gonna go with on wednesday july 28th white Sox and royals lucas giolito is on the bump for the Sox. uh just money line pick them uh take the white Sox. Mm, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. So that is my lock of the week. Um, hopefully, I'll get a win with the one that is ongoing. Uh, best thing you saw, go. Best thing I saw. Oh, I already said this. I thought I already said it. We talked about this before the show. What did I say I was going to say? Uh, the Cam Hayes thing. Oh, yeah, the Cam Hayes. But we already talked about that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be controversial with you, Bobby. I know it is, but it's also a topic we have to talk about. I really like the Cleveland Guardians logo, the one with the baseballs. I really, really like it. Hmm. And it's way better than the C. I'm just, I, I just like the name. Not a huge fan of it. But if they were going to pick a name and do a logo, I, I really like the one with the baseball. It kind of looks like the major league, uh, you know, from the movie, like the logo of the baseball and the Mohawk guy. I'm a big fan of the Cleveland Guardians logo. It's pretty cool. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so this is a topic I forgot, so I'm glad you brought it up. Um, just quick hits here. One, the name shouldn't have been changed in the first place. Two, that if you are so uh, determined to change it, Guardians, that name stinks. Um, three, that logo, I do agree that it kind of looks like the Major League logo, uh, but I do not like it. I think it looks something like something off of clip art, um, one of the barstool guys said it looks like a fantasy logo, like the Yahoo Fantasy League, which it kind of does. Um, the diamond C that they came out with, the new C that Cleveland will use, I actually like that. I do like that. Um, I didn't see the need to change the C. I think it would have been smarter to go back to the C the Indians used in the 70s and 80s, that kind of crooked C mm-hmm. which I think the Indians should still be using today. Um, but, you know, whatever, they didn't. Um, especially since literally nothing else except the name is changing. The font slightly changed. The uniforms look the exact same. The font, the script that says Guardians, <clears throat> excuse me, looks the exact same. Uh, I don't like it. I like the Indians. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And I miss, you know, I don't care as much because Chief Wahoo was gone a long time ago. And that logo was really freaking cool. But, you know, 
I think for the city of Cleveland, it's a great name, especially because like the, the stone statues or whatever they have, the guardians are named after. It's like the yeah. literal Cleveland guardians on the bridge. That's pretty cool to me. So, and I haven't heard anybody from the actual city of Cleveland complaining about it. It's more people just from the outside looking in that aren't even Indians fans for the most part. So I could care less. It's not my team anyway. I follow one Indians podcast on Twitter and they hated it. That's really, <laughs> but they probably read it regardless. Like, I will agree, like, like that, that's pretty cool, like, that about the, the statues on the bridge. I don't know if you've been to Cleveland, but it's, it's really cool to look at because especially you can look down the street and, like, you can see the ballparks. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the city of Cleveland does have a lot of city pride and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I get where it's coming from. Um, if you were, you know, so set in stone on changing the name, I thought going back to, going back to the – even farther into Cleveland baseball roots, especially being one of the oldest teams in, in the major leagues, going back to the Cleveland Spiders. I thought, I thought that was a really cool idea. It's just they were literally a farm team for like the St. Louis Cardinals or something like that. Because yeah. back in the day, the owner could be the same. One guy could own multiple teams. So he just used the Cleveland Spiders as a feeder team. The worst winning percentage in major league history is owned by the Cleveland Spiders. So that record – I mean, there, there was not a lot of good karma coming with that name, but neither is with the Indians. So go to the Cleveland Naps, who were even older. So what's a nap? Uh, fun fact: the Cleveland Naps were named after their player manager, Nap Lajoie. Wow, that's a that's a ladies and gentlemen. He did not have that written down. That was that was pretty impressive, Bobby. That was a yeah. baseball guy stat. There's a so there's a uh, a podcast called Our Tribe History because since the Indians are such an old organization that talks about the decades and decades of Cleveland baseball um, that I really enjoy listening to. So that's where I knew that you would enjoy that actually. I probably would. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Um, what are we talking? Best thing I saw. Um, what was the best thing I saw? Uh, the slobbering wolf. Yeah, we'll go with that. That was the best thing I saw. I mean, I had a pretty good week. I, I just can't think of it. I can't think of anything <laughs> like off the top of my head. Um, dumbass of the week. Go ahead. Oh, U.S. U.S. basketball and Greg Popovich, you idiots. You're losing to just such inferior talent that it's just embarrassing. Don't even bother. If you don't make it to the playoffs or whatever, the elimination round, don't even bother getting on the flight home. Just stay in Japan. <laughs> and Greg Popovich is so I said this last week he is so washed and such a bad coach and mad respect to coach K for what he did with the Olympic basketball for decades Greg Popovich can't even lick his bootstraps at this point what a disgrace so I thought I think Scott Wood made a great point that he was tweeting about the other day that international basketball has gotten better I agree with that there's still yeah. no reason the U.S. should not be winning these games handily so um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You should be winning games. That, it, that's what it comes down to. Um, yes. You know, and what it really comes down to is that in international basketball, they still use the bigs in the way that bigs are used to – that are meant to be used and are physical in the post, and the U.S. only uses guards. So that's what it comes down to. Um, oh, who does that yeah. remind you of, Bobby? Huh? Who does that remind you of? Huh, huh. Let me think. Uh, is Coach Keats listening to this? I uh, probably is. Not. <laughs> I hope he is. I'd like to have him on the show, but oh my gosh, I'm having PTSD for how bad the U.S. is getting out rebounded. 
we'd have to delete a couple episodes. <laughs> we we might we might. That's definitely <laughs> NC State basketball is definitely the thing I'm least excited about this upcoming year. Oh, or for the rest of the year, it's it's it I, it's going to be bad. I think it's really going to be bad. Yes, it is. But we'll talk about that in a couple months. Let's not talk about that while we can. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate the support. Any questions, comments, concerns, you know where to find us. We'll put up those couple polls in the next couple of days. Anderson, any uh, closing comments? Have a great rest of your week, guys. Enjoy baseball season while it's, uh, you know, the dog days of summer, like I said. Football season is right around the corner, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. You know, enjoy your – I guess we're midsummer now. Um, kids, get – Get prepared for school. It's coming back soon. I'm just kidding. Not for us. <laughs> yeah, not for us. Kind of wish it was. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate the support. We'll see you guys soon. As always, go back.